Welcome. You are listening to a sermon preached at Church at the Armory. If you like what you hear, share it. God bless you. Okay. Is everybody, everybody found it? Is anybody still looking for a seat? Okay. We got a couple people just, there we go. Y'all, y'all find you a seat? Praise God. All right. Like I said, Cleegee has stayed up all night cooking pulled pork. And uh, so, yeah, we've got, we're going to have, in a, in a while, we're going to have pulled pork sandwiches with uh, baked beans and coleslaw. And then it looks like there's a lot of desserts in the back. Um, I can tell you which desserts are no good so that you can stay away from them. All right. Because I know. And then, uh, so in a little while, we'll, we'll eat uh, lunch. But listen, everybody pay attention because I need you to hear me. When we start lunch... We really are celebrating a feast, a hundred-year birthday. So you wouldn't just you wouldn't just sit down and as soon as lunch is served at a hundred-year birthday and just kind of skip out. So you stay through the meal because at the end of the meal we're all going to receive communion together, as a, as just like the just like the 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 cherry on top of a celebration of a hundred years. Okay, and so I'm about to talk you and walk you through the history of this church. Lots of different things to, uh, to, to jump on and to know, but I'm going to walk you through a hundred-year history of the church. Let me just start off by saying this scripture. Throw the scripture up there for me, Jim. Psalm, shock and awe, Psalm 118, verse 24 says this. This is the day which the Lord has made. The point of this me sharing the scripture is God looked through time and he saw Sunday, February the 26th and knew we'd be celebrating this day. Amen. And this is a day where we talk about a hundred years, which is lots of days that the Lord has made. That makes sense. But today is a day that the Lord has made. And what we're going to do is celebrate. How many of y'all have your happy faces on this morning? Okay, we're going to celebrate and rejoice in what God has done. Amen. And so we're going to try to wrap our minds around the idea of a hundred years that God has done in, at Cross uh, uh, Second Baptist Cross Life Church, and now what's becoming uh, a Church at the Armory. So I'm going to walk you through a lot of history, but I wanted I want to just start off with the day saying this is the day that the Lord has made. We are going to be happy. We're going to have, we're going to, our form of worship, we've just had powerful worship, but our truest form of worship is the sound of joy that comes off of this body as we just fellowship together and celebrate what God has done for a hundred years. Somebody say amen. So I'm going to start more than a hundred years ago, 1909. Chester, how would you come up with all this information? I have been reading uh, old church minutes and history that we have all week and our last two weeks and just and just coming up with all this stuff um, and and again this is the day the Lord has made it was the first or second week of January Cleji comes in back there and she says we need to have we need to have a a dinner at the armory and I said you're right what are we celebrating I don't know what we're celebrating and then I get a letter in the mail. Okay, we have, so we're just planning a dinner for the last Sunday in February. And I get a letter in the mail from the, because believe it or not, we're still a little bit Baptist. I get a letter in the mail from the Arkansas Baptist Convention 
and says, congratulations. Uh, they wrote Cross Life Church because they don't know yet. Okay. But they wrote Cross Life, congratulations, Cross Life Church. You're 100 years old. And then they sent, and yeah, then they sent this official certificate from the, Ar- from the Arkansas Baptist Convention. says, presented to Cross Life Church, Eldorado, Arkansas, celebrating 100 uh, years anniversary, uh, February 26, 2023. And so, so it's official. <laughs> it's uh, well, it, if you've ever seen uh, uh, Old Brother Walter, it's bona fide, okay? So, uh, so we are bona fide celebrating 100 years. And, uh, and so I've been pouring over these records. I've been looking at all this, this history. I love the history of the church. And uh, I'm just going to give you a brief bullet point history. A lot of these statements are taken directly from former minutes of meetings. And, um, and we're just going to talk about the history of what you are. You think you just come to a cool little church. You have no idea that this is a deep-rooted tree that is still producing fruit 100 years later. Somebody say amen. amen. So 1909, that's way more than 100 years. In 1909, uh, Sunday school was more than what we think of Sunday school back then. Sunday school was like a legit school almost. And so in 1909, they had, uh, First Baptist had this mission where they were going to create a Sunday school. And that Sunday school would be kind of planted around the south side of town. And when I say the south side, how many know I'm talking about a town? Uh, over there where, where the old Emmanuel Baptist Church used to be, right? And over there's, there's literally a south side Baptist church. How many know what I'm talking about? In that part of town, that literally was where... Um, the church was founded. I'm going to get to that in a second. But in 1909, they started a Sunday school class. Just a little group of people getting together to, for this official Sunday school mission and have a, a Sunday school class. And over the next few years, this Sunday school class grows into 150 people with 14 different teachers. And it just kept growing and kept growing and kept expanding. And so what they did was in... Uh, 150 people, and they would meet in various places in Southside. Uh, they didn't have a building. They didn't have anything. So the, the, the minutes say that they met on the front porch of certain certain person's house. Imagine inviting 150 people to your house to meet on the front porch <laughs> to have Sunday school. And so they met on the front porch, and they decided this is not going to work. We need something. And so some of the guys, the founding members of the Sunday school class, made a deal with a furniture store and bought a tent and, and, and they erected this tent and put a wood floor in it and for a, and, and they, they put that tent over there on a lot they had purchased over on Southside and, and then they met in a tent for a while until 1922 or 23, 1923 they decided that this Sunday school is no longer just a Sunday school. We need to organize into a church. So in 1923, specifically January 7th at 4 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, a meeting was held for the purpose of organizing the Sunday school into a Baptist church in El Dorado. El Dorado's second Baptist church. And thus, the church was officially organized. There was a Baptist church, and this first Baptist church kind of sent out this P 
people, this team of people to go organize this Sunday school. And they weren't trying to be clever. They weren't trying to be second place. They were just like, okay, we got one. Now we got another. We have a second one, a second one. Not, not like in place of order, but there's one. Now there's two. That's the second one. That makes sense? And so I love, I love this because it's such an unassuming, not clever name. It's just there's one. Now there's a second one. I kind of like that. All right, and so now there's this second Baptist church that gets organized officially in 1923. Did anybody know the day's date? Today's date's March 26, 2000. February 26, 2000. I don't even know the date. February uh, 26, 2023, which makes us officially from the day we organized 100 years old, but the seed that grew into this fruitful tree was really planted in 1909. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Raise your hand if you think that's cool. Okay, thank you. All right. So in 1909, the Sunday school grows, becomes an official church in 1923. Wesley, you are recording this, right? You're a good man. <laughs> I'll edit that out of the recording. <laughs> All right. And 1925, this is cool. Listen to this. So two years, they organized the church, met in a tent with a wood floor. And in 1925, First Baptist decided they were going to build them a new sanctuary. And they had an old sanctuary. And they said, if y'all will come get, Second Baptist, come get this old sanctuary, you can have it. Because we're building a new sanctuary. So in 1925, a man took his Model T Converted it into a truck. I didn't even know you could do such a thing. Converted his Model T into a truck and went over across town and made, I don't know how many hundreds of trips, disassembling a sanctuary, taking it over and reassembling a sanctuary. And there was 1925, this man with his Model T converted pickup truck, relocated the sanctuary on the south side of town, and they had an official sanctuary. And so I thought to myself, when I get to heaven one day, I'm going to come, I'm going to meet this man. And I'm going to be like, man, that was really cool how you converted your Model T into a truck. And he's like, he's going to be like, dude, I thought that was really cool how you sold your Jeep to buy a truck so that you could haul stuff from the old church over to this one. I tried to throw that in there, but I thought it was funnier than you. I thought. <laughs> so anyway, I'm keezing sort of. Anyway, that's why I told Missy. Anyway, but anyway, so in 1925, they have now this sanctuary erected, and the First Baptist gave it to them. Now, fast forward 1934. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 In 1934, first, um, uh, the church experienced great growth, listen to this, and was outgrowing the sanctuary. From the minutes, this is a direct quote from the minutes from 1934. The church had become known as the Friendly Church. <laughs> Some of y'all laughing weird right there. Do you know that your history is a history of Friendly Church? How many of y'all still think we're a Friendly Church? Raise your hand. How many think we're not a Friendly Church? <laughs> right. So literally... The history of the church, this is a friendly church, all right? And so the church, this is straight from the minutes. This is straight from the minutes. I just thought it was funny, that, not, not funny, but cool. The church was known as the friendly church and was known as 
I'm quoting now one of the most spiritual churches in the state of Arkansas. And they don't even know because they straight up Baptists at this point. They have no idea what that even, how many of y'all know from this point in history, we know what that means, don't we? But here was this very spiritual Baptist church, okay? That's 1934. 1942, the church had significantly grown and went through a time of a, where they had grown and there were some differences of opinions. And they kind of, uh, I'm going to use the word, separated in 1942. This is important for all of you who have been residents of El Dorado for a while. It was then that in 1942, that some of the members of the Second Baptist Southside Church had decided to, um, we're going to buy some property, and this property they're going to buy was, was around Combs Street. And some of them wanted to kind of, because they had greatly, they, the, the, the minutes say that people were standing outside listening to the sermons. And so they greatly outgrown the building, and they were going to move. And some people didn't want to move, and some people wanted to move. And so there kind of comes some uh, dissension, if you will. And so around 1942, there was uh, the minutes. They, they created a committee. This is hilarious. They created a committee to find a peaceful resolution within the church. And the, the, uh, the advice of this committee was that we would go two separate ways. And thus, when that happened, Second Baptist went to Combs Street, started making the arrangements to move over to Combs Street, and there was another church in town birth named Emmanuel Baptist Church. Now, here's what I want to say. Church splits are terrible. Somebody say amen. But God knows how to take things that Satan meant for evil and turn them into good. And over the last, listen, over the last, let's say, 100 years, Let's say 50, you know, since 1942 to now, I, it, there, there has been a handful of extremely powerful and, and uh, influential churches in this city, and two of them came from the same place. Amen. That makes sense? And so God, God has a way of taking these, these ugly moments and turning them into something beautiful. Does that make sense? And so that's how Emmanuel Baptist got started. I called the Emmanuel, Emmanuel Baptist had a brand new pastor. I called him the other day, and that never spoke to him in my life. Called him on the phone last week, and I said, did you, did you know we're brothers? <laughs> He's like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, spiritually speaking, you know, I'm a brother. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We came from the same mother church, right? We are, we're brothers, and so we need to be friends. So we're gonna, I'm going to be friends with him, all right? <clears throat> Is that okay with y'all? Okay, good. All right. <clears throat> so 1944. Two years later, Second Baptist Church voted to move to Combs Street. Hence, a building, a building project would soon ensue. 1948, in March, four years later, after they had purchased some property and raised some funds and got an architect and all this kind of stuff, a groundbreaking ceremony took place and construction of the Combs Street location was started in 1948. March 10th, 1950, the church officially moved from Southside to Combs Street. It's in 1950. So for over 25 years and for almost 100 years, like 42, 42 or uh, not 100, 50 years, 42 years, 
the church existed on the south side of town. Does that make sense? And then in, in 1950, officially moved to Cone Street. And there's a picture at the other building of 1949, I believe, 1949 or 1950, and the church is under construction, and there's two columns, the two wings on the side, and the sanctuary in the middle is not there, and there's about, a, I don't know, a couple hundred, 300 people just pictured on the, on the front, you know, and everybody's got a suit and tie on, and it's probably July or something, but, you know, and so it's, it's a really cool picture. If you've not seen it, we'll bring it over here sometime so everybody can see it. Now, we're in the 50s. So at that point, so a church had started, Emmanuel had started, and Second Baptist was moving. But there was a, a group of people, about 170 people in the neighborhood who didn't want to leave the neighborhood. And they started another church. They stayed. And a matter of fact, they, uh, this Second Baptist actually blessed it and, and, and helped fund it for a while and planted it as a mission. And then that's when Southside Baptist Church was, was created and planted, okay? And so now you have... Three churches coming out of one church that started really in 1909, 1923. Amen? All right. All right. So now we're getting a little bit closer to uh, how many are born at this point in 1950? How many are born? Okay. Okay. Raise your hand if you were born before 1950. Okay. Good. All right. Most of us in the room are looking at y'all like y'all are not young. All right. But you are special. All right. Here we go. 1973. 50 years ago from today, listen to what I tell you, 1973, 50 years ago today, these words were written in the minutes about a service. Uh, it's called, I don't know what this means, it was called a lay, a lay witness mission. Anybody know what that means? A lay witness mission. They had one service 50 years ago in 1973. And this is, I'm quoting from the minutes. This is what it says. Who would have believed that Second Baptist would have a service go from 6.30 in the evening to 11 o'clock at night? Who would have believed? <laughs> right? This is a straight up Baptist church. 6.30 in the evening, the Holy Spirit is poured out to 11 o'clock at night. And the, and, the, and the minutes say nobody wanted to go home. The minutes say we saw the first fruit of the Spirit, love, poured out on us. And it brought with it joy and peace. And many lives had been changed as a result of this one service lay witness mission. Something happened 50 years ago. On one night when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And I believe there's these markers throughout the, it was known as the friendly and the most spiritual Baptist church in Arkansas. I believe there's always been an identity on this church. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. I think there's always been a very special spiritual identity on this group of people. On the DNA of this church that has always been marked by God as a place where he desires to pour out his spirit upon these people. And in this traditional Baptist church, they're writing in their minutes, who would have thought? Right? Who would have thought that we'd have church for 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30, over six, almost six hours long? Well, that's what happens. And uh, I would say in the name of Jesus, 50 years later, Father, do it again. 
Oh, y'all can do better than that. In the name of Jesus, Father, we want another service that comes and marks our history. We want another gathering where you come and mark the history and the DNA of this church forever. Come and pour out your spirit again in Jesus' name. So, now we're moving forward. 1973, man, the church is growing. It's, it's, it's kind of funny to read through the minutes because they're like, we have all these technological advances. Like we have a high, a really uh, high dollar typewriter and it's really, really nice. And so you're like, you're reading all this stuff and it's just like, man, the world has changed a lot in 50 years. Amen. And so they're doing, you read through all the minutes. And then as, as most of us in the room know, 2006, the church changed its name to Cross Life Church and was processing through a spiritual transformation into a spirit-filled community. Somebody say amen. amen. And this church that was always very spiritual is now embracing the spirit on a, who, on, on a, on a whole nother level. And, and, and it has literally marked this church and who we are today. Somebody say amen. amen. I would not trade the fact that we are a spirit-filled group of people for anything. Amen. And so that was 2006, and then it, let's come up to today. We just, I mean, we're, we've ran through a lot of history here. Paul said this in Philippians chapter 1. To all the saints in Jesus Christ who are in Philippi. It's not nice to steal, but today we're going to steal this verse, okay? Today, today we're going we're gonna to steal this verse, if y'all don't mind. Everybody say, I don't mind. So pretend we're not, pretend we're Philippi. Pretend, let's just say El Dorado, let's say uh, Church at the Armory. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Church at the Armory, including them, them overseers and them deacons. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 2. Grace to you. Peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, I thank God. First question I want to ask right now, who is thankful and grateful for this church? Can we do better than a raise hand? Who is thankful and grateful for what God had began 1909, 1923? Who's grateful for this church? Paul says, I'm grateful. I, I thank God in my remembrance of you. Verse 4, I'm always offering prayer with joy in, my, in every prayer for you are. Verse, verse 5, in view, listen to me, in view of the participation of the gospel, For over a hundred years, there is a DNA of a group of people who have made one thing their goal, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Reach the lost, save souls by the Spirit, the gospel. From the first day, from, let's just say back to a hundred years, from, from February, or excuse me, January 7th, Look right here, everybody. It's okay. Children are okay. Everybody look right here. From January 7th, 1923, that day the Lord has made, to, to February 26, 
2023, this day the Lord has made. And from that day to this one, we have participated in the gospel. That makes sense what I'm saying to you. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? Okay? From that first day, from, from, from an idea in the hearts of these men who, let's have a Sunday school class. From that first day to, you know what, this Sunday school class is, is growing, it's building, it's, it's becoming something special. Let's actually form a church from that first day to this day. And every day in between, the great days and the not so great days, but every day was a day that the Lord hath made in the body and in the life of this church. And this is what he says in verse 6. And this is what I say to us from that day to this day. Verse 6. For I am confident. Oh, y'all not preaching with the preacher this morning. I am confident of this very thing. There's one thing that I am sure of. There's one thing that I know. That he, he, he on that first day, what he began on that first day, a good work in us, he will perfect it. That word perfect means bring it to ultimate completion. And the ultimate completion is into the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord of Jesus Christ is coming. And from that first day to the day that he comes, I'm confident of one thing. The enemy, there is no weapon. There is no plan. There is no formula of hell that can take out this hundred-year-old church. Are you with me? And it's not even our ability To be that good of a church. I want to shed this jacket so bad because I don't like it. It's not even our ability and how good we are of a church or how good we're not. It it is the one who began it is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. The one who began it is faithful to see it through to the very trumpet sound. To the very end. And so our faith and our trust and our hope and our confidence is in no man. In no people. It's in God. Because he was the one who started it. A hundred years ago. Birthed. He who began a good work in you, church. think about some of, I'm just going to mention some names. I'm really trying not to mention if I start calling people out, I feel like I'm going to leave somebody out and then I'm going to feel bad so I don't want to do that but I'd be wrong not to not to uh, let everybody know who our oldest standing member is. Miss Carolyn McCurry. Everybody give her a hand. I love this woman. What year did you start coming to church here, do you think? 1956. This this lady has seen a lot of things since 1956. 
Specifically, she's seen a lot of different changes throughout the church in that many years. Somebody say amen. amen. So the thing is, she, I was talking to her on the phone because I wanted to make sure. She, she knew she, she had pre-warning about this service because I wanted to make sure I had some of my, my, uh, my facts straight. And so I called her and was getting some of the history from the more modern history from her. And, and she used to tell me stories about how, listen, how pastors, even pastors like four or five pastors ago, would come to her house, listen, would kick off their shoes, put them on the coffee table, she'd make them some coffee or tea, and they would, they would just be like, Miss Carolyn, we can't do it no more. And then she'd talk them off the ledge and everything would be fine. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that she's probably done that for every pastor that's ever been here because I know she's done it for me. And I am just so wonderfully grateful for her but see, that's part of God. Listen to me, one side. That's part of the plan of God. Is that not only does He birth something, but He puts the exact person in the thing that needs to be there, that holds the thing steady through every trial and tribulation and change. And He or He. This is the day the Lord has made. He knew this day was coming before all eternity ever existed. And he's known who needed to be here, when they needed to be here, and what capacity they needed to be here in. And he said, my church is organized by me, and I will make sure it happens. Amen. I told you that... This is the day the Lord has made. I told you that when we started this dinner, we were just going to have some pulled pork and just have a good time and just kind of love everybody and just fellowship together. And then I find out, then I find out it's our 100 year anniversary and now we got a party to celebrate, right? We're doing the most PG party ever. Amen. We're going to celebrate. I... I, we had no idea that this service would be this service whenever we planned this service. But see, God did. Because his days are ordered. I took Hannah, me and Missy took Hannah on Friday over to Monticello because she's looking at the nursing program over there because she's graduating high school this year. Everybody say boo. Yeah. On the way home, my phone rings. It is the realtor who's listed the church. I told you none of, none of this was planned. I told you this day is the day the Lord has made. And what he told me on the phone was, hey, check your email. Look at my email. We have sent you a verified official offer. For, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> for $300,000. I called the overseers. They said, sign that paper. And yesterday, I signed a paper that that building would sell. And God, this is the day the Lord has made. Y'all ought to be on your feet right now praising God. This is the day the Lord has made. This was not planned. This was pulled pork. <laughs> Here's what I want to say. 
You can't make this stuff up. That in our hundredth year, when she was born the first time, she'll be reborn again. In the hundredth year, God knows what he's doing. You can't make this stuff up. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? I, I couldn't have planned. I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. But in the last hour, the day before I'd finished a funeral, went home and signed a paper. Because God knows every day. And he's got them ordered. And he knows from the very first day to this day. And this is what I say to church at the armory. We wish, we will. This is what I say. We better make the most of every day. I don't know if the Lord, I don't know if the day of Christ Jesus is another hundred years away. I don't know if it is. But let's suppose in 21-23, some annoying pastor is up there giving a message. And he's talking about 200 years. Y'all smell what I'm stepping in, right? He's talking about 200 years of church history. He talked about a Model T, and everybody's like, what's a Model T? Right? And he says, and he's going through his bullet points on his sermon, 1909, 1923, 1942, uh, 2006, and he gets to 2023. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? And he gets to 2023, and he says, oh, there's some that came but there was a resilient group of people who had deep roots a firm foundation and they decided to be brave and to make the most of every day the Lord had given them in their time because they knew they were born for such a time as this and they pressed forward and they were confident that he who began it was going to bring it to completion and will be a bullet point in a story of great history. Because it's not even up to us. Because he, from that day to this day, he will finish what he started. Stand up on your feet. So I have to say, I'm supposed to say, I think, according to all of our bylaws, um, we have signed a paper for $300,000 for the sale of the old building. If you want to provide any feedback, uh, good or bad, you want to provide any feedback on that, you come let us know about that. And, uh, but I just really believe that this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. All right? And so I don't know when, but as it looks like, we will absolutely be relaunching the church, church at the armory, sometime in the next few months, and we're going to have a big deal, okay? We're going to have a big deal. You're going to bring people that you know need Jesus, and we're going to make a big deal out of this thing, and we're going to, we're going to just continue a beautiful history, a beautiful story. Amen? So we should probably bless the food because it's time to party. Y'all ready to party? So what we're going to do, let me give you some clarification. Listen, again, I say, please don't leave. Please don't leave. Get your plate, sit down, eat for a little bit, and at some point, we're going to take communion to cap this day off. Okay? And so what you're going to do is you're going to begin to make a nice, neat, orderly line. 
Somebody move that chalkboard, please. And you're going to kind of want to go through this hallway and kind of start walking all the way around the back and make a nice, neat, orderly line. Go through the window. Chef Cleegy will give you a plate. And, and then you can walk over to the back wall behind you, and you can get your drink, and you can get some dessert. And then sit down, and let's celebrate, and let's eat this meal together. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, we are confident. Come on, everybody say that with me. We are confident that he who began a good work will bring it to completion. And we celebrate. Let, let, let's say the scripture. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, bless the food in Jesus' name. We honor you. We celebrate what God has done in Jesus' name. Everybody said.